Dale Not Dale Podcast. What's up, Bonnie? Hello. Why are you reading your phone already? <laughs> nah, man. I just, I'm, dude. I'm glad you're back. I am back. You are back. I, it's, it's safe to say we're back. <laughs> no, no. I just said it wrong. How do you say it? No. Now, how I would say it, I would be like something like, hey, you know, Dale, you know, we're back. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you see what we got on. Check these out. Dude, this is. So, I know I'm a child. My number is 69. But I had this company hit us up. Uh, they hit me up. They wanted me to, they wanted to make me a custom jersey. I'm like, okay, I'll take it if you give me two. <laughs> we went back and forth, and they finally gave me two. How much How much did we pay? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, they were free. <laughs> Dude. So, uh, and free shipping. Yeah. Uh, but it says D&D Pod. I got my number on there. That was my grandma's favorite number, so I picked 69. <laughs> and then I've got our Dale Not Dale podcast logo. These things seem like sweet. Dude, they really did. I, I was honestly thinking they were going to be like, you know, made out of origami or paper mache. Yeah, I didn't know. They, I mean, it's it's good material. Dude, I mean, this is actual patched. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, so I, it's I was legit. waiting. Mine says Dale in the back. Yours says not Dale. Mine says not Dale. It's number 11. <laughs> and then number one in your heart, number one in your mind. Okay. And yours is 69. <laughs> because <laughs> that's not childish. <laughs> Crystal texts me. She's like, really? You got 69? I'm like, <laughs> what? Dude, that's so... What do you expect? Dale uh, Magnus wanted 420. Oh, Yeah. He would. Golly, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, with a neck like that? Oh, with a neck like that. <laughs> uh, can't, can't tell if you're a lumberjack man. or an actual tree. <laughs> no kidding, man. Jesus. Uh, you get your new box uh, good ranger in yet? I did not. You didn't? Not yet. I told him I want a few different kind of steaks this time. I want some ribeyes. And I want some of those uh, flat iron steaks because summertime's here. I'm ready to start grilling. Dude, I... It's getting hot outside. I'm not going to lie to you. I cooked some ribeyes the other day. Yeah. And um, you know how like you're cooking and you like kind of forget? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I had... So you made jerky? No, 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 uh, no, no. It actually turned out to... It might be a new way. I normally reverse sear steaks. Yep. And you know I you know I smoke them a little bit and then get them kind of smoky and then just hit them with real high heat. So I turn it on real high heat and I kind of forgot like I didn't smoke them at all and then I just threw them on, put it at like five hundred and five degrees, and it was in there for like six or seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they're good. Yeah, I mean I'm not ever going to reverse here. These, yeah, I think it goes more to show how good the steaks are. So you ain't lying if you want. Some great all American meat. Get go to goodrancher.com. Use our code D Pod. Uh cool thing is for May, that code now gives you thirty dollars off. Thirty dollars off D and D pod. At goodranchers.com. Goodranchers.com. So make sure you go try their steaks. Man, their stuff is great. We can't say that enough. I know. Hey, you know the cool thing about them too? I wanted to let everybody know uh this one thing that I guess doesn't get shared enough you see on their website and um, they donate 10 meals for every box sold. Yeah. So they are a very charitable group. Yep. Uh, company. It's, you know, Patriot company made them, you know, they get stuff only from uh, ranches in the United States that they control. 
they get their meat cut and packaged a certain way. They're very particular how they want that. But the cool thing is they do give back. So use our code DNDPOT at GoodRanch.com. It gives us, you know, it helps us out because they're our sponsor. Mm-hmm. But also you're helping out uh, people, you know, that, yeah. that, that are in need. Absolutely. And there's many of those. All you got to do is look around. Yeah, ain't no doubt. So uh, make sure you go to GoodRanch.com. Check this stuff out. Take advantage of the $30 off. Plus, I, I'm sure you can... St- I guess you can stack this. They always got something going on there. There's a lot going on. I don't I know. I mean, I, I wonder if can you stack them? I don't know. Just ask. We can ask. Tell them Uncle Dale said. Call the customer service. Yeah. And then if and if they don't answer, text them. Yeah. I'll send you. I'll give you all Vaughn's number. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nobody wants to talk about me and me. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, hey, real quick. Also, I don't know if you've seen this. So we have a new uh, sponsor joining in the mix. Dun dun dun! So they have these guys from True Wild. They have uh, we've teamed up with them, and these guys have uh, these are some they got some no nonsense supplements. They're from the West Coast. Uh, got hooked up with them a while back personally. Mm-hmm. Since then, they've wanted to get into the podcast uh, game. So they got me and Vaughn hooked up. I brought some stuff over you, Vaughn. Uh, one of my favorite things, like real, you know. I'd, I'm active in the gym, so I like having the motion. This is their uh, like their pre workout. This is a raspberry coconut. Oh my gosh, delicious! That's a, that's a good mix, raspberry and coconut. And then I have the uh, hydrate, which I take after I work out. Or you can drink this all day. I've it's had that before. The passion fruit guava, good. and then you've had the other one that we got sent to yep. uh, Arizona that time. Yeah, remember, he I sent did. us he sent us a special package. It's really that good. one flavor. It actually is good. Yeah. So uh, this is something new. I haven't got this yet. Some adaptogens and some nitric beets which is for endurance vo2 max circulation which that's like another thing for pre-workout so uh man they got some cool stuff so these guys have teamed up with us we have a code as well at truewild.com which is dnd pod dnd pod uh so use that code it'll give you i believe it's 20 percent off and it is one of the coolest thing about them no lie their prices are really good yeah because the supplement market is crazy but these guys zach that i became buddies with the owner one of the owners they're real big into it, man. This guy's uh, he's just he's a big health nut. Uh, into making good supplements, he wants them to be affordable, uh, which is it's tough to find out there for supplements. I, I don't know if I mean, I buy a lot of supplements, and man, they are not cheap. No, and you don't know what you're gonna get. This stuff actually tastes really good. They also, have they have a greens product, which I know sounds weird, but it is cucumber mint flavored greens. Superfood, I love cucumber, uh, I love mint. Dude, you ever had them together? They're delicious. I, I'm about to. <laughs> You're going to. I'm about to. Yep, raw fiber mixed greens. So, uh, like I said, man, these these guys at True Wild, these guys have teamed up with the D&D pod, and so we are excited for them to be a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of their taglines is, Trailblazers of no-nonsense, 100% all-natural supplements designed for athletes, made for everyone. Fuel your adventure. So... They're not loaded with a bunch of artificial flavorings and things like that. So these guys have really good, clean supplements. Great price. On top of that, use our code DND Pod get twenty percent off. DND Pod, it's a good deal. It is, no, it really is. TrueWild.com. So make sure you go check them out, man. They'll be a part of this. Uh, like I said, man, we're just we're looking up to team with people that that we would use and we like. That's why Good Rancher has been so good to us. It's something that we love. We love their product. Uh, True Wild is the stuff that I've been using. I've got Vaughn, his stuff here, so he's going to start uh, taking it as well. So make sure you go check him out. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm excited for this episode, man. I am too. Well, you know, one thing I was thinking about in my mind, I wanted to bring up, um, something happened today. What was that? I realized the amount of dumb crap that's out there to, to buy. So I'm in the bathroom this morning. Okay. And all of a sudden I see my wife, Lindsay. She walks out and it looks like she has two like wristbands, mm-hmm. like little fluffy wristbands. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, those are workout bands. Slap bracelets. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're working, you use wristbands to go to work out. Oh, no. You know what they are? What? They are water catchers. So when she wa- washes her face, the water doesn't drip down her arm. Wow. This I don't is like that the, either. This is the life that I'm a part of. <laughs> And I'm getting drug into it whether I like it or not. Did you have any, I, dude, I'm telling you right now, I don't like water running down my elbows either. Okay, use a towel. I know, but it's too late. Dude, come on. If you catch you a bunch guys, of wrists. No. That, that's, this is genius. Okay, you look like an idiot. I mean, flat out. I know there's probably not a lot of people in your bathroom with you, but the same thing is, is there people that are going to think you're an idiot because uh, I'm, I'm going to say it. Oh, man. I gotta ask you about this when I get done. No, I, I honestly, I'm embarrassed about it. I haven't gotten over it. <laughs> We're wearing a little kerfuffle. Right I was now. wondering what Magnus was wearing, <laughs> dude, and no shirt on again. I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I don't talk Jesse about that? this. Yeah, something's not right. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> God, oh, get uh, a spoon. Never thing to do with four nipples. <laughs> So, he says it tastes like butterscotch. He's like, you know, I'm a producer. I can cut this out if I want to. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's got control. He does. Uh, yeah. So, man, we're excited about this one. We got Mr. Dracolino. Dracolino. I would say his real name, but I can't pronounce it. He is from Brazil. He is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu legend. A full-blown legend. Like, this dude is a uh, – I don't mean – I don't know how many degrees of black belt he is, honestly. But, I mean, any degree, you're a badass. But this guy's, like, taught a bunch. I don't know how many. I mean, there's so many questions we can ask this guy. Yeah. But Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a big deal. I mean, since UFC, Hoist Gracie, like, he really made that big, obviously. Uh, I've got friends that train. I don't know if you have any friends that train. But, dude, it's almost like the CrossFit world. Like, if you do CrossFit, you talk about it a lot. If you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you talk about it a lot. Yep. I'm about to do both. So I'm going to be. There you go. There you That's go. all I do. Yeah, you're crossfitting Brazilian jiu-jitsu and yeah. guy. And I'm going to get Brazilian butt waxed. Oh, dude, I actually did that before. You did? I did, yeah. Was that awesome? I mean, it, you know, it's it about what you would think. Did it hurt? No. It did? Uh-uh. No. Maybe we should do it for the podcast. Live. Oh. Magnus, get the cameras ready. Did you imagine Magnus getting one live? Oh, I get to do it. My God, it'd have to be outside. <laughs> It'd have to be outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's saying uh, <laughs> they, they're gonna pull. They're gonna pull up with lawnmowers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotta trim the hedges. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got Dracolino from uh, Gracie Barra Jiu Jitsu. Yep, dude's a uh, he's a legend, man. Like I said, I, I I'm curious to know more about him, more about his his industry, what he does. It's definitely something that's intriguing. It's like taking over the world for years, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's just man. I, every time I see somebody online, I got friends from back home, friends here that uh that trained that you just didn't know. Yeah, this is like if I were to do a comparison, 
you know, you've got Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu just came like, I mean, it's taken over the world, right? Yep. But it's really cool to see these are the people that were the, not the originators, but I mean, the, the, the old school he guys. He trained from the original guys. Yeah. Like he got trained by the Gracies. Yeah. Who were known to be put, like he said, like it, they were going to put, they put Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu on the map. Yeah. So. This is like a, we're interviewing Ben Hogan. For golf. Yeah, I mean, this guy's one of the originators. I guess, let's say originator, but he's one of the guys that learned from the founding fathers of yep. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So when he gets in here, we're going to jump on his back and see what he knows. Dude, I'm going to get a bat. He's not a big guy, I bet, but I, I bet he could take us. I, I can't. You can take one of us, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I'm a, I'll run away. Oh man! So uh, yeah, so let's let's get the music started. We're gonna get uh, Dracolino in here. Cool thing is we have him live. Yep. So he will be in studio with us, and uh, I got we got so many questions, man. I, I'm excited to learn more about this. For sure. Let's get him in. All right. Uncle Dale and Vaughn with stories to unfold. So sit back, relax, and behold, we discussing life and all its ups and downs. Tune in from your side of time. Talking pop cultures, movies, and TV shows. Giving the thoughts and much more. This shit is style, clothes, and gadgets galore. Keeping you entertained, you'll be begging for more. Cause we gon' laugh and hey, maybe even crying. But one thing's for sure, you'll be smiling. Cause Uncle Dale and Vaughn are at your side. So come along, join, and let's ride. They bring the heat, and the guests are supreme. All right, we are on the air. Yes, we are. We got a special guest, Mr. Dracolino. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Good, man. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to invite you guys invited me. Yeah, no, man. Uh, like I said, I got a friend that goes to your, uh, that trains underneath you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I wanted to get you in. One, it's such a, so for those of you know, don't know, Dracolino runs a Gracie Gracie Bar, Gracie Bar Jiu-Jitsu over here in our area, and uh, Warren said you're a certified badass. That's what he said. Uh, <laughs> in the good old days. <laughs> good old days. <laughs> we, we, Dale and I were planning on tackling you when you got here. Uh, yeah, I was gonna hide behind there and sneak attack you. See, if- that's a good time. My back is not really well. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that would be a good time. Feel, you missed it. Man, I feel like. You like, should have. I feel like I'm still lost. I know. Yeah, I would just lost quicker. I mean, yeah. lost, lost, maybe, lost slower. Maybe some of you guys, one of you guys, are gonna get choked. But I mean, you, too, you probably take me down for sure. <laughs> Magnus was actually saying that he knew he could take you. Oh, so. you see, know, you know, like whatever you guys give me, I'm a good customer. Yeah. Whoever's neck is close to me, I'll choke no problem. <laughs> I'll take you down if you choke Vaughn out. No, I can't. I can't. My neck is nimble. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. I, I guess that's the crazy thing about jiu-jitsu nowadays. You never know what normal guy walking around is a badass black belt, right? Uh, I, I think that, uh, honestly, man, we're all animals. And, I mean, you see I'm a small guy, small frame, always was, always smaller in the room. And uh, believe it or not, man, I mean, I didn't get a lot of, tr- like, trouble coming to me yeah like often like normally when a situation happens i think all animals you kind of feel the energy yeah Yeah. because i mean i'm confident yeah i'm not cocky or arrogant but i'm confident that i can handle myself in 
a trivial situation. So when things escalate a little bit, I think the way that you portray and the way that you talk and the way that you look at the person, we all feel the answer. It's like, what's wrong with this little guy? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> maybe <crazy>. not. <laughs> yeah. You know? So uh, I, I don't get in a lot of trouble. Never got because of my size or anything. But some people, they do like, you know, like, they could do yeah. like that at any time, <laughs> and it's better not. <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful martial arts because I think, you know, beating people up or getting beat doesn't really matter. I think like it changes your life for you to be confident. Right. Like people right. live plainly because they're confident. Yeah. You know, and living in fear, man, is not living. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that you're Superman, but I mean, you're confident. You just get more confident. Yeah. To go to a business meeting to talk to somebody important and not being like oppressed or, or feel like diminished. You know, you just go to an environment and talk to people looking in the eye in the same level, not scared, not oppressed. You know, that's the beauty of the whole thing. That's what I love to seeing people that step into our, our schools, yeah. barely talking, not looking people in the eye, shy. You know, they change. Like even the, the body posture seems like they open up they talk they start to get girlfriends you know what i mean like it changes their lives in a way that this is a cool thing yeah. you know what i mean that's the best thing that happens not if they got skills to beat people up that that's just it's just a lot yeah it's you know a lifestyle I mean? though really yeah it doesn't this is just like nowadays man you cannot beat people up you beat people up you go to jail they yep. sue you it's not like when i grew up <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Brazil especially, you know. So where'd you grow? You grew up in you grew up in, in Rio. Rio? Rio, yeah, I raised my hometown, yeah. Thanks. So when'd you come to the United States? I moved here in two thousand and eight okay. with my whole family. Uh, I always came here since uh man, I would say since nineteen ninety five to either compete, to fight, or to teach seminars. So pretty much I would be in the US like two, three times a year. Okay. Every year. And uh it was something in my head like I always liked the country here a lot. I mean, I, I really like the way that you guys uh, reward hard and honest hard work. work. Yep. Yep. You know, like this is really cool. Like if you work hard and with honesty, you make it. Yeah. And I saw this in all fields. I, I started to notice this, not in my field, but every, everybody, you know, with everybody. I would see people actually making it. And uh, I was doing good in Brazil. I had a big school there. I still have my school there. It's going to be in two years. That's going to be 30-year anniversary of my jiu-jitsu school in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to expand my horizons, you know. Like my kids, like my, my daughter was 13. My son was 10. So we're kind of like, man, I always wanted to go. But it's now and ever kind of thing, you know. Like right. You have a teenager girl mm -hmm. that passes 14. It's hard to take her out of the yeah, her yeah, element. Yeah. Very yeah. hard. Mm -hmm. And my son, that ten year old, and, and the boy wasn't a big problem. I was more worried about my my girl, and and she was already no, I don't want to go, and this and that, my friends, and this and that. Long story short, we decided as a family, we moved here January two thousand and eight. So it's a little over fifteen years there we are. Living in this amazing country yeah. of the United States of America. So we're all citizens now, proud citizens, and our proud citizens of League City, Texas. There you go. <laughs> there God's, you go. God's country. I love it here, man. <laughs> I really do. I love it here, man. I love it here. That's awesome. It's a perfect size for me. You know, it's not huge to be chaotic, not small to be. Yep. 
too boring, you know, it's perfect. I, when I, I moved here, there was 19,000 people. That's oh, how long I've lived oh, in League wow. City. And now we have 135,000. Yeah. Jeez. Or 140,000. When crazy. I moved, I remember the those little street signs. Uh-huh. I still remember. It was 67,000. Yep. In 2008. Yeah. And now I passed by the other day like over 100. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. It's crazy. It we, made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. We made it. Now we just fight with traffic every day. Yeah. It's been, yeah. <laughs> but man, nothing like Rio, man. You guys. So how, how often did you go I back? don't even complain. <laughs> I don't complain. <laughs> Three, four times a year. Okay. I have business there, and uh, also my whole family is there still. Like my, okay. My mom, my dad, my, my brother, my sister, my nephews, and I have a big family and phew, thousands and thousands of friends in there. So I, I love going there, but with two weeks in Rio, I kind of got tired when I got back home. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like I do my things. And, uh, so Dracolino, so what's your, what's your real name? Vinicius. It's actually an Italian name, okay. Latin name, Vinicius. Vinicius. And then my last name is totally Portuguese. And uh, like we're, yeah. we're talking here before <laughs> the recording, like English speakers don't even try. No. Yeah, it's Magalhães, the way you say it. Spanish speakers said Magalanes. And a lot of like Americans and English speakers say Mago Highs. They say Mago Highs sounds like German, buddy. Yeah, Mago Highs. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Portugal, so it's not really Mago Highs. <laughs> You know. uh, well, good yeah. thing I'm German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess coming here. So do your did your how old are your kids? That was 15 years ago. Okay. So now, now they're good. like my 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 daughter will be. Summer is here, and Good Ranchers wants to give you what you've been craving—a nice summer steak on the grill. Can you hear the sizzle already? I'm not sure what your favorite steak is, but mine's literally every steak I get from Good Ranchers. Every cut that they source from local American farms is hand-cut, trimmed, and aged to perfection. Good Ranchers is proud to be trusted source for high-quality, all-American meat, and they are the the way to get the most out of your summer grilling season. So head on over to GoodRanchers.com and pick your box. They have ribeyes, New York strips, all-natural burgers, and all the delicious chicken you could ever want. Plus... It's all $30 off with my code DNDPOD. With 85% of the grass-fed beef imported from overseas, Good Ranchers wants you to put the American meat on your grill you can feel good about and trust. Whether you're planning a backyard barbecue, a family picnic, or a beachside cookout, they've got you covered with honest, transparent products that deliver quality, price, and flavor. This is the perfect time of year to easily change the way you buy meat. So go ahead to GoodRanchers.com and use my code DNDPOD for $30 off any box. Forget about the summer bod for a minute and focus on the summer meats. With Good Ranchers, you can feel good about the 100% American locally sourced meat you're putting on your grill and on your plate. Make this summer one to remember by starting it with American meat delivered to your door from GoodRanchers.com. Use my code DNDPOD for $30 off at GoodRanchers.com today. 29 this year she lives in new york city she's an attorney there oh wow yeah and uh my son igor he will be 27 this year so did they train yeah igor's a black belt he's finishing last year of law school and jay trained until maybe yellow belt she was always more like a dancer and all that and Honestly, she got a little burned out with like my family is all jujitsu all day, all oh, night. Yeah. And they'll talk about jujitsu. Our business is jujitsu. Yeah. And she was like, ah, no. So she moved to New so York and just decided to become an attorney. No, she she graduated in um, in Nashville. 
okay. on the Vanderbilt Law School, oh, which wow. is okay. a pretty good school. It's a nice school. And she received a bunch of offers, including here in Texas. And uh, the first uh, firm, law firm that she worked for, it was like one of the biggest in the world. And uh, she actually wanted to, just for curriculum purposes, she wanted to go there and, and see. Yeah. I think it's like top five in the world. It's like a crazy, wow. huge, uh, it's called Povice in you know, they have offices all over the world. Literally. Yeah. She worked there for, I believe she worked there for four years. And then when she got, uh, how you call it, like uh, not a raise, but I mean, she got a promotion. Mm-hmm. And she was all happy. But it wasn't that good. Yeah. Because then things started to get really, really, really tough. And she decided to go to a smaller firm. She doesn't make as, as much, but she's happy. Yeah. You know, she doesn't need to have the cell phone online like 24 yeah. 7 otherwise you pay if you know fine yeah you know and uh, wow. she was barely sleeping you know like 4 a.m on a saturday phone ring you say hey get ready 30 minutes we have like uh, a meeting with uh, the, the 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 people in singapore and then you know zoom call she had to be ready dressed up Ugh. wow all the time it's just all the time like normal that's a lot uh, that's and then much. she said that's too much you know but that's how the the, the attorney life is in the beginning yeah. especially i mean yeah. she doesn't regret it was good for her needed yeah and well, she now, saw what she didn't want to do at least she, she you know down. that on that rhythm no it's 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 backbreaking man yeah it's too much you know i couldn't imagine no. what a so at what age did you kind of get into mma like when is that is that something that happens as a young age, a young person in Brazil, or is that something that came about later in life? Man, like, I started my martial arts journey when I was five, almost six. Okay. So it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be 52, so you do the math. Yeah. yeah. And then we did judo. Like, judo was, like, for kids in Brazil. That was, like, what every boy did in Brazil, like, as martial arts to start. So I trained judo for several years. And then I, I got into surfing. Surfing was my passion. Like I, I surfed my first wave. That was it. I didn't want to do anything else anymore. And then I'm actually going to a surf trip in two weeks. So I still surf. Where to? To Nicaragua. Oh, first right. time. Ooh. I've been to Costa Rica a bunch of times and El Salvador. And I surfed in Mexico too. And I mean Brazil, of course. I surfed in California. But Nicaragua is going to be the first time. So I'm excited. So anyway, uh, I started to, to, to surf. And then, believe it or not, what took me to jiu-jitsu wasn't judo. It was surfing. Because I used to surf in a spot in Rio that several Gracie family members, I mean, the Gracie family yep. is the family that yeah, yeah. is the family that pretty much put jiu-jitsu on the map. I would call them the Beatles of yeah. jiu-jitsu. You yeah. know, they made like, Beatles made rock and roll famous. The Gracies made jiu-jitsu famous. Let's put it this way. Right. And... uh we used to be neighbors and friends, and they are surfers there. And then kind of one thing led to the other, man, jiu-jitsu and all that. And there was a lot of beach fights back in the day. Surfers, like people think surfers like the kind of the hippie guy, very yeah. peaceful man. Oh. Surfing culture is tough. It, it seems like tough. A, oh, yeah. That's <clears throat> fights all the time. People yell at each other at the, all the time because there's some rules in surfing Unwritten that you rules. don't break. Yeah, okay. And people who, like beginners, they had no idea what's going on. And they, they, all, they break the rules all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then they get their ass kicked. <laughs> Man, you go to Hawaii to surf and you don't know what you're doing. Like in, in certain places there, you will get beat for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. If you go to Rio, the place that I surf, and you're not a local there, that's a big chance that you're going to get beat up too. It's, it's tough culture. It yeah. is. 
And uh, I saw like, you know, Hensel Gracie and Half Gracie, like friends of mine, High and Gracie, they are brothers. And they were small, but man, every altercation on the beach, they would beat everybody up. Like, and they were really small. <laughs> All of a sudden, I would see like Hensel, like really skinny guy with a big muscular guy coming from another town or whatever. In one minute, I would see Hensel like, like a little monkey behind him choking him out. <laughs> and then I remember like first time I saw like the guy, oh, sorry. The guy, Hensel was choking the guy and the guy kind of did it, was trying to gouge his eye. And all of a sudden, the guy passed out. And then Hensel let go and the guy was like with the eyes open and drooling like, like that. I'm like, man, is he dying? And then people, no, no, don't worry. He's going to be up in a couple of seconds. And the guy woke up like this. Oh, and they look at Hensel. I want to go again. And then Hensel, same thing. Go to the guy's back, choke that guy. And then the guy out. And then Hensel get some sand and put it on his mouth. And when the guy woke up, he was speeding. <laughs> Golly, that was just so, so, that was just the drive-through line for breakfast before like, surfing. So that day, and then I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, I'm small too. I want to learn this thing." Yeah, for sure. It's the only way you, you can know? catch a wave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I catch waves because I was local there, but still, you know. So I got a good shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was like, man. I mean, man. If you go to the stores for that time, we can do like a <laughs> one month of podcast. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> It was really, really wild. Anyway, I've always wanted to go to Brazil. You should. Yeah, I, I'm like, just. I'm honestly, I'm a little scared. Rio, Rio. Don't have to go surfing. Rio, I, I, I won't surf. No, if if you go surfing, like go with me, I give you like a visa, and then we can go. Okay. A visa to the surfing okay. spot, not okay. a visa to Brazil. Okay, a visa to the surfing. Yeah. That's how we call it. Like, friends of friends get a visa. Okay, then I have a temporary visa to surf. Gotcha. But if you don't have a visa there, you're gonna get deported. Okay, let's put it this way. <laughs> On the surfing. What about oh, golf? Can we play golf in Brazil? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. definitely. Oh, yeah, okay. definitely, definitely. But anyway, the surf culture took me to jiu-jitsu, very right. much. You know, and then I started to train, and I fell in love with the thing. Very early on, I started to compete. Uh, I got trashed the first two competitions. Still remember the guys. I mean, I've never seen them for like probably 40 years, but yeah, hey. I'll meet them again. I'm not joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> two guys. But anyways, and then I started to be, do really well in competition. I was always very like... What age was this? Ah, this was like... I was 14, 15. Okay. okay. And uh, then I kind of like put surfing on the side. I still surfed. Loved surfing. Still do. But jiu-jitsu was my main thing. And then, man, I did do a... Like middle class kid doing in Brazil, finished my high school, and then like we have to decide to go to college. And went to law school too, five years of law school, graduated. But when I graduated, I was so far ahead in jujitsu, and I had like a good reputation, good name, that I got on those crossroads that you have to decide, you yeah. know. And then normally, man, you have a law degree. I had like my uh, my my bar license. I passed on the bar license. I mean, I, I, I thought I wouldn't pass at all, but I got lucky because <laughs> there was three examiners. One was a representative for, from uh, the, the, the college that I went, the, the, the law school. Another guy was from the, the prosecutor's office, and the main guy was a judge. So they have these three people that like, you study, and they, they ask you pretty much three questions about yeah. related to that. I was always better talking than writing, so... I was okay. At least maybe I have a chance, you know. 
man, turns up like, the, and you never know, like it was kind of like, uh, like luck. You, you have your name and then you don't know who is going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. When I opened the door, I didn't know who was it. And, and now oh, Vinicius, your turn. And I opened the door and then, okay. The guy who was the, the law school representative, uh, uh, one of my favorite teachers, we got along really well. So I say, good. Prosecutor guy, didn't know who he was. The judge was an ex-jiu-jitsu fighter that used to see me competing all the time. Oh, nice. He saw me. <laughs> he saw me. He said, Drac, man, how are you? Give me a hug, give me a hug. And let me tell you, the two questions were kind of like, how much is two plus two? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's five. I was, I was, yeah, he didn't get it right. But they, they let him I was actually more ready for something tougher. <laughs> yeah. But they said, like, mm, you know what? I mean, I'm comparing, but it was the most yeah. basic. They teed you up. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Hey, it's better to know people than know uh, stuff. Yeah. Time, oh, yeah. And, and my exam took literally, like, not even 10 minutes. Some people are coming out crying. Like, oh, you know. Wow. I came out and, I, and then I got my, my, my bar. I still have my lawyer license. I carry all the time. Yeah. So, I, I have so to pay every year. It's a lot of money. So you're, st yeah. you're, still an, you're still an attorney? I am in Brazil, yeah. Wow. I'm that's an official awesome. attorney from the. In Brazil, it's a little different. The bar is national. Okay. We have section, sessions for each state, but here's different because you have to be. You either have the bar from Texas or from New right. York or from California. In Brazil, it's like a national bar. So, yeah, so I can, I'm technically an attorney in Brazil. Still nice. This day. Yeah, that's cool. When the cops stop me in Brazil, I show the, the attorney license. They give you, like, a little better time. Yeah. Than a rough time. yeah. yeah. So they, only, they only take half your money. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of like that. They, actually, they, they, they normally, they don't take any money because they get scared. Nowadays, especially with, like, old cameras and all that. Yeah. Normally, but before, man, I. I spent a little, a small fortune in Brazil giving money to cops. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. what age did you get your black belt? I was twenty-two. Okay, twenty-two. So, man, that takes. I was reading online. There, it takes. That's a. Yeah, that's a while. It's it's a, in jujitsu in our in the Gracie family culture. It was always like that. It's better for you to be, like a badass white belt, than an average blue belt. Right. So you always take longer than it normally takes okay. on your belt to be the best that you can be there. Okay. So it, 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 no rush to get to your it, belt because it, you want to... Exactly. Yeah. It's the journey that's the most important thing. And I apply this to this day. Like uh, we have the rules of the Federation, for example, you have to be at least two and a half years in the blue belt. This is a requirement. You can be the Pope or the UFC champion. doesn't matter. Yeah. You have to have two and a half years as a blue belt. But that doesn't mean that after two and a half years, you will get a new belt. That doesn't mean. This is just a pre-requirement. Just a, pre a prereq, okay. You know, so you, the, the instructor is the one that knows the time to do it. And with me, man, like the competition was so fierce. And when I was a blue belt, I mean, I pretty much won all my competitions in the blue belt. Of like, like hundreds of matches. And I did pretty good. And uh, the teams wanted to keep their best competitors to guarantee teams points to see who were the best team of 
overall of the of the tournament. Yeah. So my master didn't want to give me the belt because he wanted to guarantee <laughs> that yeah. I was a blue belt. So I was a blue belt for a while. Yeah. And then I remember one day I was like ready to compete and I saw a guy ready to go and he was already a brown belt. So it was two belts ahead of mine ready to compete. And I looked at the guy and said, man, I beat this guy like a couple of years ago. <laughs> And he was already a brown belt. And then, like, uh, Carson Gracie, one of the greatest minds and masters in jiu-jitsu, God bless his soul, he passed away, like, in, I think, 2005. But uh, he was one of those iconic figures in jiu-jitsu. And I remember Carson saying to my master, Carlos Gracie Jr., their brothers, he's saying, like, Carlinhos, they call Carlinhos, his son, Carlinhos. That's a shame you leave Draculino on the blue belt, man. You should be ashamed of yourself. Give this kid the purple belt. And then uh, Carlinhos, uh, Carson, mind your own business. I do my thing with my students. He's not your student. And uh, so I took a while on the blue belt. So it took me a while to get the belts because I was a good competitor. Okay. Normally, if you don't compete and if you're like a little older, you don't take that long on the belts, which makes sense. You know, but I want a result. So I yeah. didn't care about the color of my belt. Yeah. It's, it was not up to me. It's up to my structure. Yeah, what could I do? So it took me took me a while. You know how many how many belts are there? Many jujitsu is different uh, when you were a kid, and when you are an adult. So let let's just focus on the adults for now. So you started as a white belt, then it's blue, purple, brown, and black. Okay. When you turn, uh, when you are a black belt. You have to have 31 years as an active black belt. You have to prove that you're active. It's, it's just like, let's say you get a, your black belt, and then 31 years later you go like, hey, I want to get my coral belt. That's the next one. No, you have to be active. You have to be with the federation. You have to prove that you're active. Yeah. So after 31 years, you qualify for the coral belt. The coral belt is kind of like half uh, red, then they half have the, black. Then the, then it's all like red. the coral, the coral yep. snake. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It looks like that. And then... After the coral belt, uh, you spend eight years. Yes, eight years on the coral belt, and then you you belt, can right? get no, no the the red and white belts. Okay, That's, they don't have the name. It's just red and white. And then ten years later, finally, the red. Wow! Yeah. So you, you got to be old to be. Do you red. know a red belt? Oh yeah, really? What are you? One hundred and fifteen <laughs> years old no, when no, you no. become a red belt? <laughs> <laughs> no, but. I wouldn't mess with it. Red belt, <laughs> let me tell you, I think red belt has a minimum wage. I have to check. But I think it's 65 or 62 yeah. minimum wage to be a, a, a red belt. That's and uh, the patriarch of the family, uh, Grandmaster Hobson Gracie, actually Hansel's father, my friend's father, yeah. passed away uh, last Friday. Oh, so wow. he was the highest belt jiu-jitsu uh, belt holder in the world. Whoa. He was a, a a red belt, and he just passed away, eighty eight years old. And now, Dang. you know, yeah, Talk so about he a lost whole, whole life dedicated to jiu-jitsu. whole life, oh. yeah, whole life. Uh, Grandmaster Hobson Gracie's name. Dang, yeah. So, so did you ever meet Royce Gracie? You're, you're, yeah, you ever fought against him? No, I didn't. But his little brother Hoyler, Hoyler we, okay. me, and him, I remember went, that name. We went over three times. You know, so he actually Hoyler in jujitsu competition was. Probably the one of the best ever to do it. He was my size, so, but he was a champion in four generations. Hoyler is for sure top three competitor, jiu-jitsu competitor of 
of all times. Really? And wow. man, like uh, I competed against him three times. I never beat him. We did really close fights. It was good fights. You can see him watching YouTube. Yeah. I think the three of them. But I could never beat him, but he was like just amazing. Like one of the best competitors, athletes I've ever, I've ever seen. We got along really well with friends, but uh, we were like rivals on the mats only. We didn't yeah. have anything. Yeah, no beef. Yeah. No, no. And Hoist um, left Brazil really young. So I really don't remember Hoist when I was younger in Brazil. I heard about him, but he moved to the U.S. I think he was like 17 or something. Wow. And then like um, when we heard that the UFC 93 there was no internet. There was nothing. We just heard. We, I remember yeah. in Brazil in '93. Oh man, this, they did this Valetudo event. We called Valetudo in America, and a uh, hoist won. And people go, hoist won, hoist. Who's hoist again? Oh, hoist. Oh, uh, Hoyler's younger brother. That's how people remembered him. Oh, yeah. shit. And then all of a sudden, he turns into a legend, man. Nobody was expecting. We used to watch those hoist. VHS. Yeah, in the VHS. I nobody expect hoist to do what he did. It was amazing. It really? blew everybody's mind because. Hickson, everybody knows about Hickson. Hickson's a monster. Yeah. Hoyler was great, but Hoyler was too small. But Hoist, we didn't remember him yeah. very much. And then, now the guy's a legend. So hats off to Hoist. And a lot of the things that we're doing now are related to him and what he did on the first UFC. So he has all my respect. Yeah. Man, he fought some big boys, too. Man, he fought like... That was crazy. Dan Severn. Dan Severn, I remember he was badass. Dan Severn was like... like, like national team wrestler double his size double yeah and, easily and he fought a guy in japan i don't know if you guys saw it uh, uh you know akebono akebono was the best sumo guy ever his name is akebono but he's actually hawaiian he was the sumo champion in japan for years that guy was 450 pounds oh, God. Mm. <laughs> you, you can watch on the internet he fought twice in a MMA match. Oh, my God. Hoist did a shoulder lock on him and wrist lock him in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was perfect strategy, though. That guy was just like, he's just like a juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. Literally a juggernaut. You, if that guy runs to you like, like this and you try to stop him, could, he's going to just, yeah, just, you know. So you, you guys should watch this match. It's a pretty good one. I'll tell you what. Yeah. If somebody comes at me like that, I take all my clothes off. You can't fight a naked guy. <laughs> Can't yeah, fight a naked yeah. guy. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Never thought about it. Say, so come fight me now. Yeah, yeah. And then I start running after him. He'd be this scared guy, to death. These guys are funny. <laughs> hey, so get naked. There we go. So, so you got so your school be thirty years in Brazil, yeah. And so, and that's your that's your school. That's that my school. Yeah, wow. yeah, that started. Yeah. So you got a my team very over first there. one. That's oh yeah. They have like I have three partners. We're actually talking about opening another one in a in a city that is probably. 15 miles from there. So business is always good there. I mean, for Brazilian standards, not like America. But, uh, yeah, I'm going good. So how long have you been teaching in the U.S.? 15 years now. Okay. A little over 15 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So so where's your, uh, I guess we'll go back to, but where's your, mm-hmm. where's your spot now? Now we are at uh, NASA uh, 1020. West NASA Parkway, Suite 150. Let me explain. You guys are locals. You're going to understand. You know that uh, movie theater uh, next to it? Okay. On that mall that you have uh, have, uh, a school of rock, you have like a guitar center, you have Chili's in front Uh on that little mall right there. And you got a new spot coming. 
we are building from ground zero, thank God. Yeah. You know, uh, as awesome. we speak, I was just on the phone with uh, the GC just before I came in. Constructions, you know, over there, right? Yeah. right? There's always something. But, uh, yeah, we're going to build from ground zero. That would be the facility that I always dream of. It looked big the, on social media. Yeah, it, it will be, it will be 10,000 square feet, two floors. I mean, the first floor will be 7,000 square feet and then kind of like a mezzanine of 3,000. Uh, and that would be the place that I always dreamed of really? to have a jiu-jitsu school. I never wanted to have something huge like a huge facility. I wanted to have something with the right size, like to be cozy enough in, in, and not to be like a lot of work to clean and you know whatever. So it's perfect, man. That what I always dreamt my whole life to be, man. If I wanted to have a jiu-jitsu school, that jiu-jitsu school should look like that. That's and finally, awesome. yeah, That's we cool. got we got the land, and uh, we we went back and forth with architects, and we we gave them the ideas, and boom, they came with the. So it's pretty cool. We're pretty excited. So it's scary you, at the same time. What you know? are you, you expecting to open around up? December or January? Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean. We've been lucky so far. It's not raining a lot because rain is a big problem. Yeah, you know, yeah. for construction, especially in the beginning. So the weather's for sure, and fingers crossed, stays like that for at least until the the walls are up and and etc. And then that's not a big deal. But for now, we need the weather to cooperate. Please God, it's yeah. supposed <laughs> to rain. It's supposed to rain all week next week. Yeah, <laughs> no, it rained. It rained. A, there was a week that rained, but it wasn't like the kind of rain that really. Yeah, you have to stop completely. Right. Yeah, when it's like torrential rain, yeah, nothing can be done. You know, at least the foundation's ready. Yeah, foundation's yeah, ready. So that's a good thing. I'm in that industry. I know a lot about construction. Oh, cool. It's, it's fun <laughs> at times when it's not raining. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. So uh, one of the things I was going to ask of all the MMA styles, mm -hmm. which one do you feel would be would have the biggest advantage? Or is there an advantage for one versus the other, or how do you feel? Why well, do you think about that? that's a great question. Actually, uh, the first UFC, the one that he said that he watched on VHS, yeah. it was style against style. Mm -hmm. Jiu-Jitsu against karate, karate against wrestling, straight brawlers. Uh, straight brawlers. <laughs> yeah. We have we have our share of them. Uh, boxers, taekwondo guys, etc. Judo guys, etc. etc. So it was pretty much style against style. And then jujitsu got big because of that. Because on that confrontation of styles, pure styles, jujitsu reigned. And it won, yeah. By far. That's why the fever started, because people, what the heck is that? Everybody thought that that uh, Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, kind of like flying kick, double yeah. thing, mortal kick. You know, you do like a we, we jump and do like a like a like a, a flip and then knock you on the head and kill you. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Plastic, Just not practical. Well, not practical. Yeah. Well, Once, Chuck, Chuck well, Norris said he could beat you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That's but that's that's a funny story about Chuck Norris. Oh, in a second. Very good this. one. Okay. He's a great guy. Though. I love this. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I know. I met him personally. Such a nice guy. I believe. Unbelievable, down to earth, humble. Anyway, so jujitsu was something new because okay, if I got a hold on you, you don't have any distance anymore. Yeah. To do your punch and yeah. kick and your flying stuff. And then they put they put people on the ground. So on the ground, you already get limited. You cannot move around anymore. And they dominated you on the ground, so you couldn't do anything on the ground. Yeah. So it was like an easy prey. 
Yeah. And nobody knew what to do. Good old days. There was, <laughs> you know, people would have no clue what to do. And then jiu-jitsu reigned supreme on that time. But then what happened? Everybody started to train jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember that the first style that really started to give us trouble were the wrestlers. American wrestlers. They're they, big, too. Yeah. Big, yeah. chunk, and big, used to grapple. And, yeah. they, and, and they, used to grapple. And they want yeah. you close they, to they them. They want, exactly. Yeah. So some jiu-jitsu guys started to get beat up by the wrestlers because the wrestlers were better athletes, stronger, and they were always on top. Yeah. Because their takedowns were better, they were physically stronger, so we needed to fight from our backs on the bottom. So it was good for both because we started to be better fighters from the bottom in a, in a, in a real fight, and they started to actually figure out also what was coming from the bottom because a lot of wrestlers got choked or got their arms broken because they didn't yep. know right. what was coming. And this was really cool, man, because like we started to train wrestling and they started to train jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody kind of to start to train the other's disciplines. And those grapplers started to train striking arts, more so boxing and uh, muay kickboxing. And then what happened? But nowadays you see is that you see complete fighters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, man, it's so crazy. There you see sometimes a jiu-jitsu guy being tapped out on a UFC match by a boxer. Yeah. And then you see a jiu-jitsu guy knocking out like a world champion in Muay kickboxing. Yeah. Nowadays, he evened out because it's not the style anymore because everybody trains the same. I can tell you because I was in all phases. I used to train when we were like a shark and everybody was like little fish in the tank. Yeah. Good old days. And then I saw the whole thing happening. So I fought in high level. I fought actually in strike force here in Houston. I've seen that. And it was already modern times on MMA. So everybody knew everything. Yeah. So we all trained the same. Everybody trains the same nowadays. We train their share of jiu-jitsu. They train their share of wrestling. And you train your share of striking. And you, you put everything in a combo. Everybody trains pretty much the same nowadays. So it's over. There's no style, better style anymore. Yeah. Now it's, now it's better, better athlete. Yeah, now, it's, better. now it's a well-rounded style. Who's the better athlete? Yeah. Like, nowadays, like, it changed completely. Like, if you don't have really good skills on one of those three big uh, groups, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, striking. and striking, you're not going to win. You're not going to be the winner. You have to be good on, on, on all of them. That's why John Jones is a badass. Yes, and yeah. especially Unreal. in one. And that's, it doesn't matter if you're good on three. You have to be a ninja in one Yeah. and good on the other. Okay. Yeah. The, those are the champions. Like John Jones is like a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. And now he's even a better striker. And he can strike, I know. You know, and, can, and, and can, submits people. I know, I know dude. You know, so the guy, the guy is unstoppable. You know, he's, for me, he's like, I don't know, that guy's a made different, man. You know, Yo, one, he, those, he is. one he, in a million, they, one in a million. Yeah. They talk about him. He, he's not, I mean, to go up to heavy. He's a purple belt from Gracie Baja, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. He trains in uh, New Mexico, in Albuquerque. His uh, jiu-jitsu instructor is a really good friend of mine, Roberto Tusa. He's always on his corner all the time. He loves jiu-jitsu. Trains with the gi and everything. Yeah. So what's, so what's the biggest difference between gi and no gi? Uh, what do you think? I mean, I know Hoist was always gi. Yes, uh, on the fight. That's when you see more of. You on the beginning, because after his last fights, he took the gi off. He did? 
Okay. Yeah, those needed, you know. I mean, the gi is the tradition of the of the jiu-jitsu. Okay. And a lot of people don't understand why people wear gis in martial arts. You know why? It's because it's a replication of clothes. If you're fighting on the street like he was doing, doing the joke of fighting naked, yeah. nobody fights naked on the street. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're not, right. Exactly. You're right. So you're people, right. yeah, people fight in clothes. Yeah. yeah. But how are we going to have clothes every single day to train? Your clothes will be ripped off. Your clothes will be worn off. So they created a uniform to simulate clothing. Yeah. That can take which a was the gi. Yeah. That can take a beating. Okay. Exactly. So that's that's the reason why not just jiu-jitsu, but all the other martial arts wear geese. Okay. A lot of people don't know that. And uh, the tradition is the gi. And the gi in jiu-jitsu, man, is extremely hard because it gives you so many options, technical options, that you have to be extremely technical and knowledgeable to deal with that. When you take the gi out, the physicality comes into place a little bit more. Okay. You got sweaty and then you just, for example, somebody gets stuck in an armbar. Yeah. It's slippery. They just, God, they come out with the gi, brother. That's not going to happen. If, like you try to, yeah. if you try to yank your arm like that in the gi, you have your arm broken. You could choke with sure. the gi too though, right? You can In a thousand yeah. million ways. <laughs> <laughs> ways that you cannot... Like yeah. From all positions, from bottom, from top, from any position. So the gi is very, I would say, scientific. Okay. Very scientific. So if you get a good base, a good foundation in the gi, when you take the gi off, you have to adapt a little bit, of yeah. course, like I said. But it's way easier than the other way around. Right. If you got just a no-gi guy that puts the gi, they go nuts. They don't see it coming. That's what I heard. I heard that they, you know, could you, you get pulled close to you. There's a lot of things. There's can, a lot of things that, yeah. they, they, and they used to do some things because of the slipperiness. They're not gonna happen. Okay. You know, and they're gonna get stuck in ways that you know, like you can get the guy stuck in so many ways with the gi that people can't move and they they freak out. So I'm not saying which one is better. So is two, it the same belt? The same belt covers yeah, gi. Same, belt, okay. same, okay. same belt system. But the secret should do both. That's what I always did. I always did both. I came from the gi, uh, like 95% of the people in jiu-jitsu, the foundation is the gi. And then some people like to venture more in no gi, and some other people like to stick with the gi. The regular practitioner always prefers the gi. Okay. The, the no gi is more for like younger guys, like professional athletes. More, It has to do more with being an athlete. Okay. You know what I mean? But uh, I love both, man. If you ask me, Hey, Jack, what, which one you prefer? I don't know, man. I really don't. I mean, I like train both. I like, I, I enjoy the science on both, you know, so um, I don't really have a preference. Is there, is there more styles of jiu-jitsu? Is there another Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Is there another style of jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Is difference? Yeah. This is the thing, like, there's a, 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 what they call sport jiu-jitsu that is really big in Europe. Okay. I mean, uh, any. it, and it's a little different because it's kind of a mix between karate, judo, and jiu-jitsu. Hmm. So the rules, like, they allow a little bit of striking, some t- takedowns and throws, like judo? Okay. and some, some ground. Okay. We are specialists on, on, on the ground right. fighting, right? But uh, it, it never got too big because I think, like, with all respect to sport jiu-jitsu guys, I actually know some really good ones. They didn't get really good in any area 
So they're not great on the ground. They're not great on takedowns. They're not great on striking. Okay. And their rules are very kind of limited. You know, so uh, it never took off pretty much. So nowadays, I think the main styles of jiu-jitsu will be what we do. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like like a lot of people call it, Gracie jiu-jitsu. I, I really think it's just dumb. I think it should be just jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know, some people, oh, it's America jiu-jitsu. Oh, Japanese jiu-jitsu. Oh, whatever jiu-jitsu. Man, it's just jiu-jitsu, man. Yeah. yeah. Stop this, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and the, what they call sport jiu-jitsu. Actually, sport jiu-jitsu, they don't write jiu-jitsu. Like we write ours. It's jiu-jitsu. It's just you. J-U. No, 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 no. Yes. Okay. You know, so that, those are the, the two basic ones that happen nowadays. Like back in the day in the feudal Japan, there was a bunch of different styles, but I don't even know the name, to be honest. You know, back in. Man, Bloodsport, my favorite movie, the Kumite. Dude. Hell, I, I love it too. I remember. That's a great show, man. I remember. Yeah, I do that. I that's, love, that's I love that movie. movie. I remember. It was great. <laughs> it's a great it movie. It was a great movie. John yeah. Lee was a badass. Dale does oh, Kung Lee, the, yeah. the Bolo. Yeah. His name was Bolo on the on the on yeah. the movie. He did like this with the with bad. the trap. Yeah. I do that too. <laughs> That's, that was funny. That's funny. I'm driving around all the time, and I see these places. Is it called Krav Maga or Krav, Krav Maga? Maga? Yeah, it's a Israeli uh, self defense style. Okay. You know, they kind of have a little bit of everything too. Uh, I don't know. Like this, the the perfect story about that, but seems like it's the method that uh, the military, uh, the Israeli yeah. military, do. They so they have a lot of like uh, disarmaments, oh, okay. and they 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 also have like a knife and gun, just like very self defense. Yeah, they don't have like uh, tournaments or they don't compete in um, in like MMA fights or anything like that because they say that they can kill people if they do. I really don't know. About I don't that. know. I, I, I'm willing to bet that we could all go in there right now and just mess everybody up at a yeah, crop. We'll just stand behind you. Yeah, we'll just stand behind you. <laughs> I mean, don't hurt well, his back. I mean, I'll be the well, naked, I'll be the naked really, guy in the back. Yeah, I'm really respectful of all styles, and uh, and I saw a lot of great things about Krav Maga, like self defense stuff. Very good. Some are very similar to our jiu jitsu. Yeah. When in ground fighting, uh, but I never trained, so I can't tell. I trained like I trained. I'm a brown belt in judo. And I train a lot of wrestling and you train boxing. Muay Thai, yes. Muay Thai, I train a lot of Muay Thai. Oof. Are you shins? Uh, I don't, I have like a little less sensitivity on them. Yeah. But it's normal for whoever That's, trains. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I never kick the trees though. It's, oh, man. This, this, I got, we got one up back. No, 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 no thank you. <laughs> no, I'm not going to kick trees. I kick the heavy bag and it's good enough. Oh, you know, so I trained like a lot of stars because of my MMA. Uh, because I fought MMA, I fought Valetudo, but uh, and I believe every martial arts style is great. Some are better, than, like in certain things, than others. But yeah. I mean, if you're training martial arts, I'm, you have my respect. So back to the Chuck Norris story. Let's, oh let's yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Chuck uh, in the '80s, he heard about jiu-jitsu because he was always a martial artist. Yeah. So he heard about the Gracie family. Uh, I was actually seeing this the other day in a podcast. Uh, and he went to Brazil. I think he went to Brazil to, to uh, because it was a movie. I think it was that movie, uh, Delta Command. Remember yep. that movie? Delta Force. Oh, yeah. Delta Force. Delta, Delta Force. Force. Yeah, Delta yeah. Force in Brazil, see Command. So uh, he went there to like uh, 
like a tour to make the movie big in Brazil. They they used to do that. I don't know if they do that anymore in Hollywood. But and then he's like, man, I want to meet this Gracie family, you know, because I heard, I mean, they're badasses and they have this different style fighting or whatever. And the Gracie Academy was there in the South Zone of Rio. And they got like his manager got in touch with them or whatever, something happened. And they say, yeah, sure, come visit. And then when he went to visit, it was Grandmaster Elio Gracie, which probably Hoist's father. Okay. One of the most iconic, you know, figures in jiu-jitsu. It was him, uh, Hickson Gracie, the biggest champion of the family. Hoyler was there. All those guys were there. And and, and Chuck came with uh, the, he's a manager and I think somebody else. And, uh, very respectful guy, very nice guy, and all that. And he actually trained with Elio, the old man. And on this training, he said that he couldn't believe that that old man did to him what he did. Really? Because he was grappling. He was a karate guy. Yeah. And he said, like, man, close the gap, that's it. I don't know what to do. Yeah. It blew his mind. And he invited the Gracies, like years after, to come to Las Vegas for a huge martial art convention, the biggest in the country here, thousands of people going, and he was one of the main guys. I mean, Chuck Norris, come on. Yeah. He invited, paid for everybody to go. This is in the 80s. To a bunch of the Gracies to go and uh, and, and, and teach jujitsu at this convention. That's cool. And this is on the internet too, you guys can watch. And Chuck... Like, a lot of people, a lot of karate guys are kind of like looking, but I'm kind of too cocky to to debate and to see. And, uh, and and Chuck said, like, if somebody wants to test, you guys can go. And and, and, and Chuck said, I'll test myself with Hickson. Hickson was the champion. Yeah. Like, he was using his karate and his, Hickson was using jiu-jitsu. I mean, back in the day, people said, man, Chuck Norris. Man, Chuck Norris can beat anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. They say like uh, 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 Jesus walks on water and Chuck <laughs> yeah. Norris swims on land. Yes. <laughs> people, people used to say things like that. I love that. Is it so yeah. many myths about him? I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Hickson did what we did. Closed the gap, took him down, didn't beat him, just controlled him and submitted him. It's on the internet. You guys can see oh, Chuck okay. Norris versus Hickson. And then some other karate guys wanted to test themselves. So there was a bunch of the Gracies there and the result was the same. It's not because karate is better than jiu-jitsu. I'm not saying that. No, no. It's just they they were not ready. They didn't know. They're really great in punch and kick and knee and striking. But once you close the gap, there's no striking anymore. It's hard to hit anybody with your arms like this. There's no striking anymore. It's over. (laughs) And uh, that's when like Chuck got obsessed by jiu-jitsu. And a lot of people don't know that. They're going to tell you this because this is true history. Chuck Norris was the responsible to bring jiu-jitsu to Texas because Master Carlos Machado, he used to be also one of my teachers when I was younger. Carlos Machado is a cousin of my Master Carlos Gracie Jr. They're cousins, first degree cousins. Chuck invited Carlos to come to Dallas, Texas to start jiu-jitsu in Texas. Actually, uh, Chuck gave him a place to teach. He gave him like a place. He owned the property. Yeah, he made everything ready at jiu-jitsu school to him and said, Carlos, it's yours. Take it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Such a nice guy. That was guy. in the 90s or? It was 90s. 90s. It was uh, early 90s. Really? Yeah, I think probably 94. What did Steven Seagal say about all this? He's judo, right? <laughs> no, he's uh, uh, Aikido. 
Aikido. Okay. I never met him, but people say he's full of it. He's a wacko. Like, uh, treats everybody bad and yeah. arrogant. I don't know. I can't tell. I never met the guy. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people, it's not like Chuck. Everybody loves Chuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, you he's, know, he's, everybody he's loves Chuck. He's a national guy. treasure, man. Yeah. He, 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 Texas he, he, Ranger. Yeah. And I met him personally. Such a nice guy. It's not fake, nothing fake. Yeah. He's just a nice guy. You feel the energy. He's a good guy. Yeah. You yeah, know, cool. that helped a bunch of people. So, you know, he's he's responsible for me being here, man. I'm just teaching shit to Texas. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man. <laughs> Whatever you are, I don't even know where we are now, but, you know, thank you, Chuck Norris. That, that, you know? is, that is awesome. So, you, when you first came in, and I guess professional fighting, I guess fights that were paid yes it was gonna be it was strike force is that when you had a two-fight contract right uh yeah uh strike force like whenever i last fought ufc was the biggest event uh and strike force was number two ufc bought them out and uh, finished them you know that's what the ufc did to their competition yeah you know uh the biggest event one when, when i was on my prime when I was younger, and I almost made it to fight there. I didn't, didn't have time because uh, uh, they they shut down. It was Pride. It yeah, was an event yeah. in Japan. Pride was big. Yeah. Pride was bigger than, than the UFC a lot of for a while. Oh, oh, guys, yeah. They came from Pride. Yep, yep, exactly. So that's where everybody wanted to be. And uh, something happened in Pride there with their finances. I don't know exactly. Like, And then the UFC, when the UFC got the giant that they are right now, they started to buy everybody. So they bought WEC, which is an amazing uh, event here in America for lightweights. They bought them. They bought Strikeforce and they bought Pride and I think we bought some other event. So pretty much they had a monopoly, you know? So I fought on Strikeforce in 2010. So it was like a couple of years before they folded. Like, I mean, yeah. Dana White got them. And uh, it was a pretty big event. The event that I fought here in, in Houston was on the uh, Toyota Center. It was big. It was probably 9,000 people. And it was like two title fights. It was a big night, big event. I fought that day. And, uh, yeah, I had to fight, but uh, they folded. So You fought a Texas guy, right? Yeah, Texas guy. Tough guy. Like uh, The guy had way more fights than me in MMA. But uh, I think my jiu-jitsu made the difference. You yeah. know, my jiu-jitsu was like really, really different level so like pretty much controlled i didn't submit him very tough guy yeah couldn't couldn't submit him but uh i beat him in like unanimous decision uh hard to submit the guy and really really good chin i got him in a good position from the back and i beat him like a lot like on the back of the head in <laughs> oh, here God, and i was like i was like man this is not gonna give him the neck <laughs> give me the neck so i choke you out and then we're out of here and he's like tough guy though god, god my respect i actually i actually did a heel hook on them too like which is like a leg lock yeah and uh i got him really tight he spent he got stuck on the case was cranking it was popping and didn't tap that's how brock lester lost to frank Mir. yeah that? yeah <laughs> yeah it was on a knee bar which is similar Oof. so it was a knee bar and uh Oof. but my props to him his name is rocky long very tough legendary guy around here Super tough guy. What a samurai guy. I get that guy. You have to kill him to beat him. <laughs> no, yeah. He's not gonna. He's not gonna quit. He's not gonna quit. And really good boxer, and very durable. Yeah. Very durable. Like 
very tough guy. What is what? So what was a like a purse back then? Did you win money per fight, or how did that work? Yeah, I made a little bit that fight. I don't remember. Just enough to, just enough to. Probably wasn't much. It was twelve k something like that. Twelve thousand. Yeah, I would say that's a lot. I'd get my no, ass no. kicked for twelve thousand, <laughs> brother. Brother. Nowadays, like some people are making MMA, they're making like thirty million. Yeah, almost like oh, boxing. Yo, I know. I know. It's that. almost like boxing now because I mean they have per preview cuts and. The sponsors and the purse. Yeah. People are making serious money now, you I, know? I mean, back in the day, to, to in 2010, I mean, MMA was big. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's now it's, it, it, I used to be big into it. Mm. It's gotten so big It's now. so much. Yeah, too much. I agree. I, I, I barely don't watch anymore. I, 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 I watched some, uh, just some. Uh, I watched the big cards. That's it. Yeah. I mean, like, even the big cards, some cards don't really attract me. Yeah. I mean, that'll be a good one Saturday. Sehuro, uh, uh, Henry Sehuro coming back uh, and fighting for the the little guys, the bantamweight. Okay, and there is uh, who else? There's another title fight because Sehuro was probably one of the biggest combat athletes in, in all times. He's an Olympic wrestler, champion, Olympic champion in wrestling, and he's a UFC champion in two divisions. Wow! So he's an amazing Henry Sehuro. He's from uh, Arizona, wrestler from Arizona. Very, he's a big card. I'm, probably going to watch this one but uh yeah you're right it, it, every single weekend man sometimes two events is one day I know, I know. UFC, yeah. they have one in europe and then one in it's I don't know, it just whatever. gotten too much i remember yeah, back I, in the day whenever i agree you know you'd have something you know let's say it's once a month big yeah. cards and yeah. it yeah. was huge and, and everybody were, man have a ufc parties all know, the time the remember? matt the matt hughes of the yeah. world like, yeah. the, three, three just, title fights in a night and yeah. then it's just it's gotten to but, the but point you know now. why this i mean but i get it man because now it's on tv it's so big yeah. so they have contracts with the tv they have uh, sponsors they have announcers they have like it's a big industry now you know, so it's like uh, they don't even care too much that all oh, this the same amount of people viewing. They have contracts like yeah. millions and millions and millions. And yeah, millions there's of a lot of eyes on it. A lot, yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, what? Uh, how, so how many black belts are underneath you? Have have you trained? Look, I'm I am one of the biggest ones in the world, actually. Really? Yeah, I was wow. talking to. Uh, I did a podcast last week with uh, uh, this guy Mike. He's like uh, known as uh, the MMA detective. So he's really big into history okay. of MMA and jiu-jitsu. And uh, directly under me, you know, for all these years that I've been teaching, I would say maybe 500 or 550. And students of my students, more than 1,000 easily. God. Easily. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Being, being the time you have to get that, that's, a, that's quite a feat, man. Yeah. I mean, if, if one thing that I'm good at, I'm good in retention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's awesome. Golly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's a big community, man. We have people all over the world. I'm In June now, I'm going to Singapore and to South Korea for seminars. I travel all over the world for quite a while now but i have students of mine everywhere like every continent you know africa and um, you know europe all over europe here in america everywhere brazil everywhere Uh, so it's australia new zealand japan everywhere so it's a pretty good thing you know everybody living jiu-jitsu lifestyle feeding their families out of jiu-jitsu so it's pretty cool you know that's awesome yeah I think me and so when you, I think me and Vaughn need to go and do a class. Sure, seriously, we you should, guys are gonna like it, man. Yeah, first one of the taps. 
I've, dude, I'm telling you, I would, I, ta- I would tap before I walked in. No, I'm gonna tap you. No, no. Man, a lot of people say what you say, and when they get there, they get surprised. That's you what know, I'm saying. because I said, he might be me. I never know. A lot of people think that when they see the highest level or the professional fighting, they think that's what's gonna do there. It's really not. You know, like you're just gonna have like really good notion of self defense and also self awareness of your body. Yeah. How powerful you can be with leverage when things that you don't necessarily need to be super strong or athletic. He's like a beast. He's going to be easy. <laughs> for none him. of this is natural. You know, no, he's, he's on the juice. He, he has. He it. don't test me. Doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know what if there's juice or not, but he's a strong guy. <laughs> you know. Actually, I got this cup here. Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usada. You got to use Zada here. Yeah. The uh, terror yeah. of all athletes. I'll yeah. test whenever Conor McGregor tests again. Okay. okay. <laughs> Man, you see his size? Yeah. <laughs> He's huge. Wow. His tattoo got bigger. He's Dude. huge. His jaw got bigger. I mean, no, he's huge. He's I couldn't believe I saw the other day. He's a monster. I don't know. I mean, he's going to fight again. I don't know how he's going to cut at, that way. At, at the end of uh, Ultimate Fighter, he'll fight uh, He'll fight Chandler. Uh, Chandler. I don't know how he's going to make the weight. 155? Forget it, man. He, he's probably 205 now. Or he, maybe 200. He's walking around 200. He's, He's 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 at two hundred. Could even like uh, he, his straps come out of his head <laughs> like this. He's huge, man. No, he's walking at two hundred. Never saw him like that in my life. How does no. how would he cut down to two one fifty five? That's can't. not possible. That would be that that would be. I mean, that would be unhealthy. No, that but it's always unhealthy. It's I mean, it's, unhealthy. I, I, it is. That's, That's why John what, Jones made a sparring. He's like, dude, I'm going to just fight my weight. I walk around at yeah, and and uh, and, and let me tell you one thing, man. I think this is like being completely honest with you guys. High-level professional sports are not healthy. Right. It's results. Yeah. You don't really care. Yeah. When I was a high-level competitor, I didn't care. I had, so far, nine orthopedic surgeries because of my fighting career and my jiu-jitsu career. Because I did not care. I would do whatever it takes. Now, I train for health. I still train three times a week. I lift my weights, I do my things, I surf. I'm very active. But now I am all about health. And I have already knowledge to know. Because at my age and my previous things, I know that if I try to be like a kid again, (laughs) I'm going to go to the hospital. Yeah. Because I I pushed myself too much. Right. The doctors that actually did the surgeries on me, he told me, say, hey, Jack, look. The, the, the bill will come one day. The check will come one day. I mean, you have some problems, like orthopedic problems, that will bother you. But they actually said, but, you know, like a lot of problems that people have, like depression, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and et cetera. People have, who don't do anything, I don't have nothing of that. I mean, my exams are great, Yeah, you know, on that, on that matter. But I have my scars, my battle scars. What bones you have know? you broken? Uh, let me see. Let's see your ankle. I'll do one. Shoulder, right <laughs> ankle I broke, tibia, fibula, broke calcaneus, knee, cap. Oh. All my fingers look. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh. Looks, Every single one. Looks like your fingers are in cursive. Yeah, like, you see, like, I don't have, like, uh. all my fingers on my hand, t- several toes. Not all of them, though. Some are virgins, too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh. What else did I break? My head, crack a little bit of my skull. Oof. 
my ears are broken for like the cauliflower you stuff. Get yeah, a little bit. Not not it's not that bad. Mine, but yeah. My nose, look. <laughs> I have to remember. <laughs> broke teeth before. Oh god. Yeah, I never broke my jaw. Ooh, that's, I had to think that'd be Thank a god. bad one. Thank I think that'd be a bad that's one. That's really bad. Because like, you yeah, can't eat. Really bad, yeah. That would be bad. You have to put the wire. Ooh, like, gotta... Some of my fighters broke it in fights. It's terrible, man. Ugh. That's one of the worst. I, I broke you know? a femur and I had a rod put down my leg. I think I'd rather have the femur than the jaw. Oh, no, 100%. Ugh. Oh, me too. I, I couldn't even... eat Slurpees no all day long. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I have my share of injuries I don't regret. It's just battle scars and. Yeah. You know, you're in good health. I mean, I'm in good health. I'm about to be 52. I think for for my age, I'm I'm above average. So, what kind of training do you do? I mean, I know you, you do jiu-jitsu three times a week. You I do, do two times training. a week uh, jujitsu with the gi, okay, and one time without the gi. Okay, I'm I'm not doing boxing and, and, and kickboxing, which I normally do because of my back, because of the rotation. Yeah, it was kind of like bothering me. My back is getting better, though. Thank God. I've thought about doing surgery on my back. I'll, for a year and a half, I've been struggling, you know. But it's getting better now. I'm, I'm taking this peptide. There's yeah. a peptide called BPC. Yep. BPC-157. Pretty good stuff. I don't know if it's doing something else. That I don't know. But, I mean, for my back, it's been good. Yeah. And uh, I lift weights and do aerobics at the same time. I have a kind of a routine that I put everything in the mix three times a week. I do. So that's pretty much what I do. So what do you do you for know? fun outside of uh, training? I love surfing, but it's not very good to surf. Oh, you don't like surfing in Galveston? Sucks, man. (laughs) Sucks, man. Probably probably, two times a year that it's surfable, but never great. During a hurricane? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the hurricane, not even the hurricane. Like, it has to have a hurricane on high sea Uh and nothing here. So that's why you get the waves because the hurricane has like the winds and the currents, so you can't surf. Yeah. I mean, there's, the size is there, but yeah, you can't, can't surf. Safe. Yeah, yeah, you can't surf. So, uh, yeah, surfing, and that's why I do the surf trips, you know, to 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 relax. Surfing, I love surfing too, and I skateboard too. Forgot. Really, I have like now I'm addicted to that thing, man. I have this uh, electric skateboard. Oh yeah, I've seen this. You're so dope. Yeah. Those are so much fun, man. My brother-in-law's got one of those. Oh, hey, they're God. fast. Man, like, I got one now. <laughs> it's fast. called it's called the Hurricane, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it, it, there's four speeds. I only get, like, sometimes I get on the three, but I get scared. <laughs> Never put on the four. The three gets up to 32 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. The four gets to 45. That's fast. Could you imagine hitting a, hitting a, hitting oh, a pebble no. at 45? You, you're done. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> you're done. And I have the bad habit of not wearing hats, a helmet. Yeah. yeah. I know it sucks. I have to, but I feel kind of like a... Yeah, like a no, nerdy. I feel like a like little kid. Hey, yeah. Started to, 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 to learn how to do the if bicycle. You, if, you, if you skateboard yeah. my neighborhood with a helmet on, you could beat up. It's like surfing in Rio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, good to know. Yeah. Give you a dress. Yeah. I'm not going to be mean, there. I'm not going to do it. Well, yeah. You know, like, uh, but, but it's funny that sometimes I go to... I, and I got my skateboard, man. I go all over, you know. Yeah. And I pass by some 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 places and just people kind of looking. <laughs> Most people say hi, good morning. Yeah. And some people look like, what's this, you know, older guy I think he's a kid doing here? I don't know. And they're doing Scared the law. Die, and then doing and then doing the, the law the, the the you know the the thing. And I was like, man, like you have to be young on your heart and yeah. your mind. Otherwise, you know, why living, you know what I mean? So, man, we need to get some skateboards. It's pretty fun, man. 
I'm telling you, it's addictive. Yeah? Yeah. During the week, <laughs> I shake to do, to do like a little bit, but I don't have time. So I normally do on Sundays. I do like two hour ride. How long do they last? Like the battery? This one, man, like uh, 18 miles. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, if you put the high speed, it goes, it, it, the, the battery runs out a little bit faster. But I never put the high speed. This is too much, man. I'm telling you, like it's dangerous. If you fall that thing, uh, even on number three, like 20 something miles an hour or 30, you will get hurt, man. You can die. That's actually. A, yeah. Go like, like you said, like a little people. Yeah. You go. <laughs> I fell the other day on uh, Austin Street, yeah. Spring uh, Brad is singing. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I kind of pretend nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thing is, everybody yeah. saw it. Yeah, there was you three know, cars behind me. You know, everybody I'm saw okay, it. Okay, sir. It's like I'm fine. You can have like you can have nine. It you, was a lot of fun. You can have nine broken bones right <laughs> there. And then, are you fine, sir? Yeah, fine. I fine. would. I would never show weakness. <laughs> never. Yeah. never show weakness to the enemy. I learned that. Even if you're miserable. Oh. One time, actually, it was a funny thing. Like I, I fought a guy in jiu-jitsu match. And he got me in an, in an arm bar. And I beat the guy before, the same guy, very tough guy. And he got me in an arm bar, and it was tight. And he, I started, my, st- my arm started to pop. Like, blah, blah, blah. And there was no technical escape. He got me in really, with the gi. And I just like, I said, you know what? I'm not going to tap, man. He was, my arm was popping. And I said, I'm not going to tap. I actually came out like doing something that is not technical at all. I just kind of pulled my shoulder out so my elbow came a little bit higher than on his hip. So he was kind of cranking on my forearm, but my arm was gone already. It was all pop. And then I I came out, everybody, eh, everybody likes, you know, a comeback, right? Yeah. But I still lost on points anyway. <laughs> so uh, on that match. Yeah, I beat him before on points. I lost on points. This guy's one and one and one for me and him. And uh and I came out, and he was nice guy too. He came like, "Hey, Jack, man, you okay, man? And you, I'm popped a lot." I said, "Man, I'm fine. I'm good." <laughs> yeah, he walked away. My arm was broken. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to go to the doctor the next day. My arm was like that big, black. Yeah. Because he popped all the ligaments, and oh. you know, and then my my there was a little freck. I didn't have to do surgery on this one, but uh, I had to put like a cast and be with the cast for for a while and all that, but. You don't show to the, you know. Oh, you, you have know. a car run over you on that skateboard. I guarantee you get up and say, hey, is your car okay? Yeah. If, <laughs> if I'm not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Can't show weakness, man. Can't show weakness. Yeah, but so, that's just, I, I learned to be like that, you know. I know it's stupid, but, you know. So what's your biggest, I'm not, so I've I seen that you were a Brazilian national championship, right? Oh, yeah. National I have, champion? Yeah, I was two times. and What's your biggest you've won in the United States? Uh, five times been American champion. Wow. It was here in America. All the Pan Ams are here in America. I won five times. I won four times with the Gi, one time without the Gi. Wow. And uh, my last one was 2008. That still goes by weight class? All yeah. That's yeah. weight class? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, what, what fight would you weight? My fight weight is featherweight. Uh, I competed when I first started as rooster weight, which is the lightest, and then light feather, and then feather. I competed a couple of times on lightweight, which is kind of 155. But my normal weight is featherweight. So my competition weight in adulthood was always like 65 kilos, which is 145, 144, around that. That's, that's the, the weight that I'm competitive, that I feel good, that I don't die to cut the weight. Yeah. That was my last MMA fight was 
145, you know, so, and I, and, and I can't make the weight okay. I mean, it's always, always a little bit tough, but not like when I needed to cut to 136. 136 was tough. I did this like in Japan one time. I did it in Japan one time and it was miserable, man. It was really miserable. I was kind of like, man, I don't know if I can make it. And I had to do the, the bathtub like the whole night. Yeah. And it was already like started to get like lightheaded, you know, because you got dehydrated. Yeah. And like, I, thank God I, was, I got a guy with me because if I was by myself, I would drown and die for sure, 100%. Because a couple of times he had to get me because I was like on the bathtub and I was like, Oh <laughs> God! Hey, so I made it and I won, so that's fine. How how crazy! Like, so if you go to over, fight overseas, how sketchy are some of those areas? It, it, Japan is tough, man. Yeah, yeah, because Japan the first the jet lag. Japan, what time is it now? So it's seven forty five. Seven forty five. In Japan is like six forty five a.m. Oh God! So it's all all the way around. Like you feel hungry in the middle of the night, like oh it's lunchtime. No, it's like nighttime there. Like we're supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. So there's a science on on dealing with jet lag, but uh, the first days I don't care. People say it's miserable, it's horrible. So Japan, stuff, Australia, New Zealand, all these far out countries are really really tough, and uh, it messes with your with your body because I mean you're so used to your routine and you go there and everything's upside down. So you have to you know. It's it's doable, but it's tough. Yeah, cutting weight is hard. Everything's hard. You know, it's but you have to do it, man. You do what you got to do. You know. So we did a couple of times. I fought in Japan twice. What was the other fight? Oh, I went to uh, Abu Dhabi to the United Emirates yeah. too. It's pretty far too. Yeah. So it was jet lag was a little tough there too. Sure. You know, Europe can be tough, but not. Seven hours ahead there, so it's bad, but not terrible. But yeah. Far East, forget it, man. It's tough. Very tough. Ideally, you have to get there like two weeks before. Just to like acclimate. Just to be, yeah. just to feel yourself. You don't feel yourself for like four or five days. You feel different. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys go there, you got to check it out. You see, it's, diff- it's just different. Mm-hmm. You just don't feel yourself. You know? That's crazy. Yeah, it's a little dizzy, a little like everything you're supposed to do is not the time to do, so your body's not ready. Right. Oh, it's time to lunch, but you don't feel hungry. Yeah. That kind of thing, you know? It Brazil's time frame, what are they? For us, it's easy. Now for Brazil, it's like it's three hours ahead there. Well, so okay. now it's like 1045 there. Okay. It's not bad. Okay. Not bad. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. So we need to go. It's not bad. Like, uh, the jet lag is not an excuse for Brazil. Giving out excuses like, oh, it's violent or crazy or whatever, but the jet lag is a piece of cake. It's not I, get, I get jet two lag. Two days. Two days in Brazil, you are 100% normal. I get jet lag going, f- flying from Houston to Dallas. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he would. But, but, no, but, but listen, there's one thing. I'm saying jet lag about the time zone, but yeah. flying is never good. Never fun. I don't like it. Oh, I, I mean, I, 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 mean I don't mind. I fly all the time. I'm flying Monday morning. I mean, uh, f- uh, Friday morning now I'm flying to Mexico and then I go to Nicaragua. I fly all the freaking time. Yeah. I don't mind. I'm not scared or anything, but the pressure and the dehydration that you get in flights, I feel it because yeah. I fly so much that that's not, even if it's a short flight, like you said, 
it's always a little demanding on the body because of the altitude. It yeah. changes the breath, the pressure. And I mean, you dehydrate. That air from the, uh, from the airplane is not good, you know? So yeah, flying is not one of the healthiest things in the world. Oh, I, sure. I do it all the time. I, I love it. Yeah. Do you go to Mexico? I don't know. What are you going to Mexico for? I'm just going to go to Mexico just for just a couple of days for in Playa de Carmen. Oh, yeah. Just relax, being tough. I've been working a lot this year. And then right after that, I go to Nicaragua. So it's going to be two weeks off, God willing, no yeah. headaches from work. And I just got back from Cabo yeah. yesterday. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I want to go there. I've never been there. That's nice, man. Yeah. How was the water? The, the water? Cold. It's cold. It's cold there. Cold there, right? Yeah, yeah. you don't, you don't go to Cabo for the beach. Nobody goes to Cabo. That's great waves there, though. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. Yeah, waves. So great when, we were, when waves. we were heading out along the coast, uh, they had one spot that had a little beach. Man, they had a they, I probably seen fifty surfers. Oh yeah, yeah, this great surfing there. Amazing it, surfing. The best there. surfing in the world's in Portugal. Is that right? The biggest. Biggest. Yeah, it's Nazaré, the name of the the, the, the place. This is the biggest waves in the world. Is that where the pipelines are at? The big. Yeah. No, no, pipeline is uh, in Hawaii. Hawaii, well, Hawaii pipe, has also pipeline beach. Yeah, pipeline beach. Pipeline okay. is like the biggest barrels. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but actually, meant. actually, not the biggest anymore. The biggest in uh, in uh, 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 Tahiti. Tahiti. Okay. Yeah, it's called like uh, uh, Chopo. The name of the it's all of this world. You can fit like a bus. Inside oh. those barrels. No. Out of this world. Crazy. And Nazare is like in size, the biggest. The other day, like a Brazilian guy died there. Like drowned. And they and they have like vests yeah. to make sure that they, yeah. they, they, they bring come. you up to surface. Still wow. too big. So you have a guy done wiped that out, yet? wiped out. No, no, I'm not gonna do it. What's the biggest I surf, but let me tell you one thing. It's not my element, bro. Yeah. The sea, you are nothing for yeah. the sea. Oh, nothing. Yeah, you yeah. have no control in the None. sea. That, that one thing that I'm really humble is that, man, the sea can get you at any time. Oh, yeah. Even sm- when the waves are small, it, it's very easy for you to drown. Very yep. easy for you to break a neck. It's, the sea is no joke. So right. you have to be really respectful. And those guys, man, I mean, like, like people say, oh, guys are crazy to fight in a cage. No, you're crazy to surf these giant waves. Yeah. Fighting in a cage is nothing compared to do what you yeah. do. It's yeah. a you controlled area. Man, you can literally die. Like all the drops, like all the waves you're catching, you can die on any of them. I'm, I'm, no way, man. Not yeah. for me. There's no comparison. I fight, I'd rather fight John Jones 10 times. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I'd rather fight 10 Jones, John Jones right now 10 times than surfing Nazareth by far. Ugh. You know, because John Jones is going to break me in okay. half, but probably not going to die. But in there, you can die miserable, drowned. Yeah. No way. Never be found, too. That happened, that happened in Hawaii the other day. Really? Yeah, for surfer. Yeah. They never found the body. You know? I get nervous in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> he does. But okay. you know, man, one thing I think you have to sometimes like. I mean, of course, not being reckless, but it's always good to conquer the fear. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I'm really scared of sharks. Always was. You know, I think it's like I got traumatized when I was a kid. I, I watched uh, Jaws. Jaws, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to be scared in pools. I used to jump in a pool, go under, and and the song come. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so I got a little, I'm not going to lie, and was like terrified of sharks. And... I will try, for sure, this year, I will try to, to jump on a place with sharks and swim with sharks. 
Because I need to conquer that fear. It's a good idea. Like in a cage. No. No, <laughs> no cage, is, <laughs> no. cage is easy. No, I'm not going to jump on a white shark. But I'm going to jump on like uh, maybe the Caribbean that like, they have those like, sharks. Like a nurse shark. Like there's uh, like, I don't know how they call it. or like, like the sharks that don't bite you? They always bite. They can always bite. But those are the ones that have so, that's so much like seafood for them that they leave you alone. Apparently, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you should do that. I, I, man, I think I have to. <laughs> I think you got to. I think I have to. I mean, I, I, I have to kind of like, oh, I, I know a freak out. I know for a fact, but I have to not panic and be there. And okay, I did it just once, but at least once, I, I want to try to do it. I bet you could choke one out. Man, you gotta catch they, your neck they, though. They're too sleepy. You gotta get their neck. <laughs> and their neck are big as I don't know. You better train no gi a little longer. Yeah, they're like. Uh, I thought about it. I, 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 I choked I, that dog out actually. Oh, really? Oh, God. That's possible. It's hard, but it's, 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 it's possible. On the guillotine. And they cannot even bite you. If you do the rear naked, sometimes they bite you. But the guillotine, you put, yeah. they can bite you. Oh, God. I tried. I know. Never know. <laughs> well, we need, I'm gonna go get my dog. <laughs> He's got a 185 pound St. Bernard. Oh, I love those dogs, man. The ones that rescue, the rescue ones. That yeah, that's that's what he does. Yeah, he rescue on the mountains, right? I yeah, love this those one dogs, doesn't man. couldn't rescue himself from a heart attack. <laughs> No, but if you choke my dog out, make sure he's completely done because we, we don't want him to live. No, I'm kidding. No, no, I, 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 love, I love dogs, man. I mean, like, uh, I didn't choke the dog out to sleep, yeah. but I put, and I, I could tell that he could escape. He didn't try to bite me. I felt left and go. It's funny. Oh. But uh, I didn't put to sleep. I, I love dogs. I mean, dogs are the best creatures. The best creatures in the world are, yeah. are dogs for, for me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a lot right there. Me and Vaughn are gonna come. Uh, we're gonna come to a class. He's guys, a, seriously, he's a video. guys, seriously. I want to. You should. I've got a lot of friends that do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, my buddy mm-hmm. Warren. It goes. Mm-hmm. He's been telling me he's been wanting me to come. So I was like, I want to go. He's a pretty big guy too, Warren. Is. He's a big dude. He's yeah. seen Warren. Yeah, Warren's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> tall guy. He's yeah. tall. It's not as. I want to. Uh, me and Vaughn should wrestle. Yeah, uh, see, here's Dude, the, I don't want to wrestle. Gonna, I want to go for the mutual respect. No, but we'll, we'll I'll mutually respect you. And let me tell you one thing, man. Like, honestly, like jujitsu is pretty real and it's pretty humbling too. A bit, yeah. Like, man, I see every single day little girls choking grown ass men, unbarring grown ass men all the time. And they're not letting them choke. Yeah. It's because they are getting They're good, yeah. Because the girls are just too good. I have a girl that trains and teaches with me, Andressa Sintra. See, she is the actual... She's a champion, right? Four-time world champion in the main division. Brother, that's probably... Is she from Brazil? She's from Brazil. Yes. Probably just five guys in the gym that can handle her. Really? Every other guy she destroys. And she's not huge. She's like 158. Golly. She's just a beast with technique. That's an animal. She's strong, too. I mean, she's an she, athlete. She's one of your trainers? Yeah. What? She's one of the, the, the main uh, coaches there. You know, her and her husband. Her husband is like a student of mine forever. Used to, he came to live with me here in America. He was 16, so it's kind of like my son. Yeah. And they got married with a dress. Let me tell you, man. She's just humbling. 
I'm telling you, like you see all the time, very small guys destroying That's really it. big guys. It's about the technique. Yeah. If if you're, if you're size, you have good technique, then forget it. You, yeah. you, 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 but if you don't have any technique, easy prey. That's, That's how what, it is. Warren told me he's like, man, he goes, he gets choked out by people smaller than him all, all the time. They're, they're just they'll wrap you up all the time. And he's good. Actually, purple belt. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's 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 good, but. It's 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 very intriguing, man. It's pretty cool. You guys really should do it. I do want to. I do want to try it. I, I wanted to get my son to try it. I want to bring. How my old son. is he? He's ten. Very good age. I'd like to get him. He's going to start those those things that happen. I mean, I don't. I don't care. What people say, man. I'm not. Uh, oh man, it's never going to happen. It's a different world. People film the camera, man. Yeah, there's always trouble between kids. There's always fight between kids. Yeah. There's always the bully. It just happens. It's human nature. Yeah. And the kids that train, they don't necessarily fight. It's like that confidence thing we talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah. People leave them alone. It's a life man. skill, though. Yeah. Every bully and every coward hate a tough fight. Yeah. They like an easy fight. Mm-hmm. Right. If they pick on you and then they feel the fight is going to be, maybe they even beat you up and uh, this, this kid's going to bring it on. They, they don't mess with you because yeah. they they like the easy target. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's good for a kid. Yeah. Because if they're not the easy target, people leave them alone. And then they can they don't have all the traumas. Man, I deal with a lot of kids that come there traumatic. Kid cannot even go to school. It's sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sad. And nobody should live like that. No. No, no, not at all. You know, like some people will commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. You know? No, I, I definitely I want to try it. I think we should. I think we should Magnus video. Oh, set it up. Yeah, you go there and video. Yeah, set it up. You guys are gonna. It, it, it's pretty interesting, man. It's very scientific. It's very like logical. You I mean, know? I'm intrigued by it, man. I, I got buddies that do it. Like I said, I've always been interested in it. Uh, I think it'd be fun to try, and I know it's a good workout for sure. I mean, it's definitely. It is like a lot of people see people just rolling around and say, "Is that it?" When they it's a do, lot of energy. man. So many people. Throw up on the first class. Oh, that'll be me. The other day, the other day, no the other day it happened. Oh, the we'll other, the other day, we'll the guy ran, but the guy ran like poor guy. I mean, he was, oh you know, god! Movie scene. <laughs> he made it. He made it, but it was a couple. Oh, uh, nah. See, I'm out. You I know, no, it. no, but it wasn't because of jujitsu. This guy did this. That's the scary part. It's not the case of you guys, of course not. You, you work out, but man, like some people. They cannot even do the jumping jacks of the warm up, man. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. This this is unhealthy. Shouldn't be a person living in this world with that bad of a physical condition, man. This this is dangerous. If something happens to your health, man, does these people go? Yeah. They don't have like any any health. You know how can you do like a couple of jumping jacks and throw up, bro? Yeah, <laughs> something wrong. Well, I'll do it. Dude, no, that's not true. I'm actually I'm actually in shape, by the way. <laughs> Cardiovasculars are perfectly so, fine. So you guys are gonna do great. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. That's what I you mean, say. Like, We're coming to do it. All right. I I think we need Deal. to. I just yeah. had surgery not too long ago. I told him we're going to let you clear. Okay. Or, that lag one you talked about? That's the one you're talking about? Yeah. No, so no, on, no. I got oh, I something else. Surgery. Yeah, my chest. Okay. So we 
maybe by the time you get back from Nicaragua and all that, we'll we'll set some yeah, up with you. Yeah, my number, bro. Yeah. Just just let me know. It'll be great. I can't wait. So you and then the new gym when it's ready, man. That will be like no, we'll, a good, we, good place to hang out. Too. I want to be. Yeah, you're gonna have like a lounge upstairs. So after training, you can talk and there's coffee and that will be really cool. I'm doing you know, it. That will be really cool. And uh, you make like friends. Like seriously, I always thought about it. Like man, like how come my friends, that my best friends, are from jujitsu? Why my best friends are not from college or from the beach, yeah. from the surfing times? I kept thinking about it, and uh, I think I have a theory. It's because whenever you train jujitsu, you have to trust your partner, your life. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if they get you in a choke. If they were psychopaths or crazy people, they could kill you. If they got your arm, they're going to break your arm. Mm-hmm. They got your, your leg, they're going to break your leg, your shoulder, etc. So you develop a, 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 a relationship with your training partner that you both trust each other's life to them, that they're not going to do that. And it never happens because you create this bond. And there's another thing too, man. People don't understand, oh, this thing of hugging men and, and this and that. Oh, man, it's kind of look like oh, whatever. The, the 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 body contact, the grappling, this creates some kind of like camaraderie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and man, you see that people from all walks of life, like lawyers, uh uh, you know, like businessmen and, and, and cops, they have all kinds of students. At the end of the day, they end up the best friends are jujitsu people. I think there's something to do with that. Yeah. Because of the trust. You really know it's like it's almost like a, like a, the, the, the army. I have like a lot of army guys there. Yeah. Tons. And the brotherhood. Brother, they say like, man, it's very similar. They actually, I'm, I'm not, I was never in the military, but they said, man, it's very similar because you have to trust each other with the life. Of course, combat, it's extreme. It's yeah. totally different animal, right? But you relate somehow. So it's pretty cool. You make friends for life, yeah, you know? Well, like so, I said, that, that, that chef I had on here, uh, Chef Holden. Yeah, yeah, I, he, I watched yeah, it. Yeah, he's a black belt yeah. jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to know f- who, from who, because for sure I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him. I'll let you he's know. He's from the East Coast, but he lives in California, right? Yes. Okay. But yeah, he grew up on the East Coast, so I'm sure he was training somewhere over there. Oh, yeah. I know when he was on Joe Rogan, he talked about that with Rogan a lot. Oh, okay. So yeah, because Rogan, Joe Rogan, he's, he's got actually. an episode in there. They talked about it. Yeah, uh, that's how I found out about. Uh, Joe Rogan is also a really cool guy. I really, know, I know him too. Yeah, really? really cool guy. Yeah, that's awesome. When I was coaching some fighters in the UFC, like when we were walking, he always gave me like a like a shout out. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, hey, like, Jacqueline, I'm a jiu-jitsu legend. This and that. This guy's amazing jiu-jitsu. Blah, blah blah. He's a really cool guy. Really down to earth. I like Joe. Rogan. He seems like a down to earth guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a very cool guy. Very cool guy too. So you do some. You you told me when we were texting early on that you uh, used to do some podcasting yourself, or you do podcasts or you... I do no. I mean I'm, I don't do I don't do my podcast. Okay, yeah. okay. I just go to a bunch. You go to a bunch. Okay, a bunch all the time in Portuguese and uh in uh in uh in English. And uh, I went to the biggest one a couple of months ago in Brazil, like the biggest fight podcast, the yeah. most viewed, and yeah, they invited me to. It was pretty cool. You know, so and this is your favorite podcast so far. <laughs> it's been amazing. You know why? <laughs> but, but let me tell you. Let me tell you something seriously now. Because you guys are not from the field, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Because you guys are like asking questions that are not the same yeah, over yeah, yeah. and over and right. over again. And plus, people that listen to our show, it tends to be boring it. sometimes because it's, it's a lot of times the same thing. Yeah. From 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 people from our field. Yeah. 
you know, and and uh, the last one I did actually with uh, MMA detective, this guy Mike, he was amazing. One of the best I've ever did in English. Really? Yeah, because he was really, really detailed on the history. He was talking about stuff that nobody knew. Wow. So it was pretty cool. I need to check that one out. You know, it was really, really cool. That guy's super knowledgeable. And you guys are kind of like asking. You guys are more curious. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're and that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, no, and that's and pretty I've, cool. I've, I've learned a whole lot, honestly. Uh-huh. You know, the the how the belts and how the I mean, all that yeah. stuff's like really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. and uh. And I and I'm having a great time. I I love like teaching people what we do. Yeah, I love like a lot of people. Ah, man, like after years in training, oh, I don't teach beginners anymore. I just teach teach the advanced. I love teaching the teaching the beginners, man. I love it. I love teaching people what we do. Mm-hmm. Tell them the reason why and being helping them. I love it. I think this is like one of the my favorite classes is the beginner class. You know, I really do love. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun, man. Like I said, I, I'm doing it. He said he was talking about. Tr- a, he was I'm talking a, about trust. We have, we have a deal. You got to trust me. Uh, no, no, no. That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't. <laughs> so let's do it this. Let's <laughs> do it this deal? way. Let's do it this way. I promise you that you both guys gonna go there, but they're not gonna grapple each other at least for the first time. Oh, that scares me. Okay, good. We're gonna get only people who will kill you with finesse. Oh, You're like not that. gonna get hurt at all. You're just gonna get dominated, and no problem. I want to take. Okay. I'm telling you right Andressa. now. I want to take Andressa on. Right. Get her. Let me tell you, Andressa. <laughs> Andressa is like. I've been watching like YouTube videos. Like, like, like the big guy's slayer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got your you got your sparring uh, partner. Oh, you know. okay, I'll take Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus had the, the the neck of the grappler. Oh. That's good. <laughs> he yeah. does. He neck does. like a, a strong neck is one of the most important things for us. Actually, I mean, I have unyielded this and all that, <laughs> but having a strong neck is extremely important. Really? Oh yeah, extremely. Not not just to defend chokes or anything, but for a lot of things like a lot of the takedowns, the wrestling part. The neck is like pff, vital. Like if you get hit, you don't. It's it's very important. You know what I mean? Guys with necks like that, they have to work out a lot because it's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. You know? <laughs> great. The neck is okay. Yeah, man. I think the hey, neck is good. Okay, neck is so okay. I got a good neck. So first yeah. time we're gonna we'll grapple someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you guys gonna you're not gonna grapple. You're gonna first learn the basics. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah what is jujitsu like? What is it? It consists on what? We're just gonna give you a very easy class, and then we're gonna go for some situations. For example, okay, uh, you're going to say, Dale, you're going to be on top of me here. You're going to control me any way you want in grappling. Choose anything you want. And I need to get out and they have to hold me or tap me out. And then I'll do the same on you or whoever goes with you. And then you're going to say, like, how can, how can, I can't do that. Like, why did you do this that very easy and I can't do anything? And then we go and teach you. How? Okay. A simple detail. And then you go, oh, wow, yeah. And then we go like, man, there's like millions of things like that in Jiu-Jitsu. Wow. Then, you know, like, for example, people put in like that headlock, street fight headlock that everybody does. Man, you get somebody really strong and put you in the headlock. You feel like your brain's going to explode and <laughs> you're going to get choked out. And then you're going to see people who get stuck in there and come out in good technique. And when they put the proper one on you, you tap in like two seconds. It's like, what's the difference between 
I'm stronger than you, so how can it's technique? You know? So it's very intriguing. And then jujitsu training every single day is gonna be different. One day you're gonna do great. Next day you're gonna suck. Yeah. And then intrigues you. It's like, man, like and you learn something different every single day, so it intrigues you. It brings you back to learn more and to figure out. And man, I sucked that day, but you know what? I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna do better this time because I mean, it's I'm a, gonna yeah. defend my arm a little bit better this time. It's not gonna unbar me all the time like it was. And then you start to do it. It's like, yeah, that's good. And then, and then you start to think, you know. And then it's endless. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it still intrigues me, man. It's up to this day, I've been doing this forever. It's a journey for sure. It's not, there's it, no destination there. Huh? No, never, yeah. never, never ends. Yeah. Never ends. People, oh, I gotta get my black belt, man. When you get the black belts, like you actually were in the really the, beginning. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it never stops. So, what degree are you? Sixth. Sixth degree. My next is a coral belt in January. January twenty sixth, I'll be a thirty one year black belt. And yeah. then I'm gonna get my, and so, then I'm gonna be officially an old man. There's no young man coral belt. You yeah. have to be old. So it's my stamp old. Oof. There's no young man red belt. Oh no, that's like almost like almost doing the passage. I mean, red belt you already. Yeah, that's like the old guy on Kill Bill. Golly. Oh yeah, that Kill movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's like jujitsu hospice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it is. It's hospice. That's just like yeah. a big honor yeah. by the end, right? I mean, Man, like you, you guys can watch like uh, everything is on YouTube nowadays, you know. Like, yeah. uh, and you're gonna see like, for example, like when uh, Master Hobson passed, a lot of the red belts were there on the on yeah. the on the funeral, and then they're all really old, and then they're gonna be going. Yeah, yeah it's, it's normal. I know. You know, and then more people come. That's that's life, right? But uh, it's. I man, I, when I see people like that, it's like a big inspiration for me. You know what I mean? Like a lifetime doing this and holding the flag. You know? It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know? That's awesome. Man. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, when you get back from out of town, I'm gonna text you. We'll, we'll set something up. I'm gonna, I'll be back on the 21st. Okay, I'm on my calendar. I want to get with you because uh, I think this will be fun. I we go there with Warren. Like you're gonna, right. tr- you're gonna try to like to see like with Warren. Maybe he can be there with you. I told, too. I told Warren. Yeah, he I, can I told, go with you. I told yeah. Warren. I said, hey, the, the day I talked to him about this, and uh, he said he'll he'll get with you, and we'll be right, yeah. the same day. That will be a guy's going the same day. It's a lot of fun. We're gonna yeah. give you a gift for you to wear there and yeah. all that. Don't worry about anything. Just go there to have fun. Okay, and have uh, Magnus. Magnus. Magnus will be there. Magnus, the 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 the. I'm gonna put you in arm like when you're the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> we maybe can get him behind the camera and yeah. try some too. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you're not gonna get hurt. That's the thing. You're not gonna get hurt. That's the beauty of the thing. You know, like uh, there's no such thing. It's, it's just a fun thing. You know, it's just you can't get hurt. Don't get me wrong, but you're not gonna get hurt in the first class. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna treat you. Gonna treat you with. All the finesse that you guys deserve. Yeah. Oh, great. VIP train. I oh, like it. Okay, Don't wait. worry about it. I I'm guarantee not wearing you. any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go there like old school, yeah. like uh, Brazilian Speedos. Yeah. No, absolutely. You're going to say, hey, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my I'm God. doing it. Hey, hey, before we leave, do you have any, uh, I think I read, you have a certain guard or something that you... Uh, oh, spider guard. Spider guard, okay. Uh a lot of people know me for this kind of guard. Okay. guard. I mean, for for the for the audience, guard is when you fight from your back okay. with your legs and your hips when you're on the bottom. So, 
if you see Hoyce Gracie fighting back in the day, that's all he did. He's on he, the ground, yeah. yeah, he was with the back and people like who don't understand about jiu-jitsu, don't understand how this guy on the back and and beating people. I mean, he should be getting beat, you know. So the spider guard is one kind of guard that you control the sleeves and you have your feet on the biceps. And there's a lot, like, tons of submissions, reversals, and defenses to be doing from there. I did not invent, for the record. A lot of people think I was the pioneer. No, I wasn't. I copied Hanzo Gracie, Master Hanzo Gracie, back in the early 80s because I saw him doing it. Yeah. I started to play with that. And in competitions, I started to add my own thing to it. Okay. So I was very well known to be one of the first to do in competition. Okay. So that's why people think... But no, I didn't create anything. I didn't invent anything. I was just good at it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just, it. It's just a tool. Just yeah, a tool. One of the many, many. But uh, I was good at it when I, you know, I started to do it. That's it. That's, that's all. Awesome. I'm not the creator. I'm not. Some people, I hate that, man. Some people, oh, I invented that. And I know it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and they, just for marketing purposes, I said, I mean, just shut up, man. Yeah. Say the truth. People practice martial arts all their lives to be honorable, to say the truth, and go and like, I don't get it, man. All these years of training, they didn't learn nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I definitely appreciate you coming in. Yeah, this, is, this, has, been, this has been a fun one because, one, I want to know about it. Which, like I said, we, we're truly peculiar about it. We yeah. wanted, uh-huh. We're just inquisitive about what, yeah. what it is. So uh, uh-huh. I'm excited to, to talk to you, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And I can't Thank wait. Thank you, Magnus. <laughs> Magnus? <laughs> I like wait. the name. Name is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Magnus. He is. That's his fighting name. Yeah. <laughs> Should be. Should be. Oh, I'm so proud right now. <laughs> Magnus the neck man. <laughs> oh, big neck Magnus. Oh, strong Magnus, neck. Magnus iron neck. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to get you a guime with that on the back. I am too. Iron neck between. <laughs> no, we're going to do it. A pink one. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. So, we we appreciate one. it. <laughs> have, a, uh, have a safe trip to Mexico. And Thank Nicaragua. you, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. League well, City rules. Yes. Lake City, man. Yeah. All right, man. See Thanks. Thanks.